Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, good morning. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are going to be meeting with a wonderful woman by the name of Dana Lamb. And she is the author or the co-author of the Surprise Date Challenge. Uh, so she actually grew up in Cottonwood, Arizona. And Dana dreamed of being in the big city while her small town roots around her. Uh, since leaving uh, rural Arizona, she has traveled to more than 40 countries and is always planning her next trip to feed her wanderlust. Uh, Dana is a very busy mom of two wonderful boys. She's the author and co-founder of Surprise Date Challenge. Um, she is also the CEO of FFR Global. They provide a unique employee benefit uh, for employers as well as coaching and workshops. She enjoys helping companies increase engagement and productivity by encouraging employees to be happier and healthier at home. Her passion is helping couples keep the spark alive in their relationship. Dana has helped thousands of couples discover exciting activities to do at home or out and about. Her mission is to keep 1 million couples together and thriving while coaching, workshops, and planning surprise dates. Welcome, Dana. Thank you, Fazia, for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to you. I think, uh, you know, you and I met quite a while ago, and uh, this is when your book was first uh, launching, and, and you were so excited about it, and, and I really felt like you had a good thing at that time, and I and I and love the success that you're seeing with your book. Um, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about you and, and maybe what inspired you to write the Surprise Date Challenge. Sure. Well, my partner and I have been together for six years, and this all started with him. About one month into dating, he said, I have this awesome idea that we should plan one surprise date a month for one another so we don't get bored in our relationship, so we can keep things fresh and alive. And I said, sure, I'm on board with that. And then he presented me with a contract. It was one page, just a kitschy contract <laughs> that said that I would commit to planning one surprise date a month. So we both signed that this agreement. And that was a little over six years ago. So it was something that we consistently did for one another. We planned surprise dates for each other every month. Our first date, he said, I'll show you how it's done. And he told me what time to be ready and what to wear, because that's really one of the most important things. You don't want to show up someplace um, looking at a place because you're not wearing the right the right clothes. So he told me to to dress, you know, date night cute, but wear comfortable shoes because we would be standing and walking. And I had no idea what we were doing until we got there. And it was an Italian cooking class at Sur La Tabla. And oh, we had fun. so much fun. It was so great. And then my date, my first date I planned for him, I surprised him by taking him to a U2 concert. Wow. And that, so that's, that's fun. Yes. So, so it's something that we practiced for a couple of years together. And then I would, I would post our dates on social media and people would comment and try to replicate or say, what is, we called them FFRs, fun fantasy rituals. So I would say, I'm planning an FFR for Marty tonight, or this is the FFR he planned for me. And people would inquire, what is that? 
And after reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, she talks in there about how the universe will give you an idea. And if you don't run with it, someone else will. And then you'll say, they stole my idea. And I knew that we should share this with the world. And that's really what started it all back in 2017. We decided to really turn this into more of a business and share this with other couples to help them enhance their lives. And our first book, Surprise Date Challenge, came out in 2019. And that's probably around the time that you and I met. And we were really... I I mean, I don't know how much you or your audience knows about book sales, but, you know, very few authors sell a lot, a lot of books. And our intention was really just to have this be something um, that we could share with with our clients. And it completely took off in our first year. We sold over 10,000 copies, which is 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 pretty, uh, you know, amazing feet. It's available in all major retailers. And since then, in 2020, we have we wrote the Surprise Date Challenge Home Edition. Uh, with everybody being on lockdown, we thought that would be a great thing to give people things that they could do while at home quarantining. And just recently, earlier this year, we came out with the Surprise Date Challenge Bedroom Edition, which has uh, a year's worth of dates that start or end in the bedroom for couples. And I, that's actually my favorite book. I think it's the best one yet. Wonderful. Um, so why is keeping your romantic relationship a priority so important? Well, especially when you, you have children involved, if you think about it as your romantic partnership is the foundation for your relationship, and that's what holds everything together. And a lot of people... with families sometimes make the mistake of putting their kids first, which of course your kids are so important to you. But if you don't nurture your romantic partnership and you end up getting a divorce, then that's going to negatively affect your family, your children forever. And so it's so important to keep that romantic connection and bond with your partner so that you can be an example at to your, to your children of what a great relationship looks like. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that um, we, I noticed that you talked about is divorce and divorces are up uh, 34% in the U S why is that? Well, part of that was during uh, with, with COVID and 2020 and all of the lockdowns and things that people were, under a lot of stress, there was more depression being in um, close proximity to each other 24 seven, you know, everybody's working from home, the kids are at home, people have lost their jobs, so their livelihoods, their income, it added a lot of stress. And one of obviously our, our business is called Surprise Day Challenge. And one of the huge effects is people weren't really able to get out of the house and go on dates like they normally would. And that had a huge impact on the divorces and the rise in divorces in our country. Yeah, I think um, having fun is really important in life. And I think when you're not having fun and you're under tremendous stress, um, it's really hard to maintain a relationship. Would, would, Would you agree with that? Yes. One of the things that we hear a lot, especially from couples therapists, is by the time someone goes to get therapy, 
it's usually a Hail Mary that they're so unhappy in their life and in their relationship and they are not having any fun at all. And if you get to that point, sometimes it is hard to turn it around. It's not impossible, but it's a lot more challenging and more difficult. So if you can add in that fun on a regular basis to nurture your relationship, we call it filling the love bank account. You're fill, think of it as making a deposit into your relationship bank account. And what happens when your bank account is completely overdrawn and in the negative? Not good, right? That's going to add a lot of stress to your life. It's the same in relationships. So if you're always doing things to nurture your relationship, to nurture your partner, they're doing things to nurture the relationship and you, your bank account will never be be in the negative, which is so important to do. You'll always have, you'll we're all going to do stuff. We're going to have a bad day. Your partner's going to do something that upsets you. You're going to do something that's going to upset your partner. I mean, we're human, right? But if you have, if you've done things to nurture your relationship so that your bank account is, is full, you're not going, or your love bank account, (laughs) then you're not going to have the, the negative repercussions when, when stressful situations and times happen. So basically, you're, you're drawing on those positive experiences that you've had. And if you've had more positive experiences, it's more likely that you'll get through the negative. Does that? Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad I understand that. Um, how does novelty affect relationships? We talked a little bit about that. Can you explain what that means and, and how that affects relationships? Yes. Arthur Aaron, who is a professor at the University of Stony Brook, has done numerous studies on relationships and couples. And one study that I find very fascinating is he took couples who have been together a significant period of time and he surveyed them um, about their satisfaction in their relationship. And it was a 10 week study. So he surveyed them before and after the study for the 10 weeks they were in three different test groups. The first group was not allowed to go on any dates at all. The second group was only able, they could do what they would normally do. If they normally went to dinner as a date, if they normally did bowling, laser tag, theater, whatever they did, they couldn't do anything new. The third group were instructed to once a week do a date that they had never done, do something they had never experienced before together. And the interesting thing at the end of the study with the satisfaction in the relationship is that doing nothing and doing dinner every week or the same old thing every week has zero impact on your relationship and over time actually harms your relationship because it becomes stale and boring. And doing new and novel experiences, it doesn't have to even cost a lot of money. It's all about doing something new together. Um, Increases satisfaction in marriage and relationships and the longevity of it. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, I don't think uh, the general population reads up on on this material. So this is really nice to have. Um, Let's talk a little bit about why maybe just going out on a date going out to dinner may not be a date. So you just talked about things are not novel. Uh, would would you consider going to a new restaurant, a new experience, a novel experience, or does that still fall under the, um, you know, not not so exciting part? That's a really good point, Fazia. So it, it definitely going to a new restaurant is great. And one of our ideas is to take a jar 
I'm sure most people, you go through a magazine here in Phoenix, we might go through Phoenix Magazine, and they'll have a list of new restaurants and things. We write down the restaurants that intrigue us and write them on a piece of paper, throw them in a jar. And then one night when you're, where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? You can draw it out of the jar and go experience a new restaurant together. I still wouldn't call that a date. If you are going to go do goat yoga on Saturday morning and then go have lunch at a new restaurant and then go have lunch at Queen Creek Olive Mill and listen to a band on the patio, when you go to dinner, you'll have something to talk about. You can talk about your new experience that you've had together. Do you want to combine it with some type of interactive activity? Another thing that you can do on a date night or, or dinner just to make it a little more interactive is to bring conversation starter questions to the date with you. You can just Google that online. There are things like table topics. There's a lot of different companies out there that have the cards. So just grab a few cards out of the box, throw them in your, your purse, put them in your jacket pocket. And while you're at dinner, you're not allowed to talk about work, kids, logistics, anything like that, because it's really kind of boring. And you wouldn't really talk about those things in the beginning of a relationship. So it's all trying to keep that new relationship experience alive throughout time as you get to know one another. So asking a conversation starter question, like if today were the last day we were to see each other, what would you want me to know? Or it could be something fun, like if, if you had a superpower, what would it be? And why? Okay. So um, when would people have those conversations about their kids or about work? If they don't talk about them when they go out to dinner, when, when should they have those conversation, conversations? How should they fit those into their, their life? Well, I think obviously you are going to talk about those things, but it shouldn't be spoken about when you are having a special date night together that you're reconnecting. Gotcha. That's not so the any- time. And I don't think you should probably do it before you go to bed either, because sometimes that's stressful. And I know when you're busy and you have life, work, the kids happening, sometimes you're just exhausted at the end of the day. I would really recommend having, um, you know, that you maybe schedule a time once a week that you can sit down and talk about those things. Or if you are at home alone on a, on a Tuesday night or, or lock yourself in your room and you need to talk about those things, schedule that time, but don't talk about them on your, on your date night, especially if it's something that you're only doing a couple times a month. Sure. So let's talk specifically about some examples of, of really exciting dates and maybe kind of give us the range of dates. Like what would a really super exciting date look like and what would kind of like the medium level or maybe something more relaxed look like? I mean, there are so many things that you can do. Uh, You can create, be a little kid again. That's something I think that's really important. So if you want something fun or inexpensive, you, depending on where you live and how, you know, how many lights you have, you could climb on the roof of your house and take a blanket and stargaze up on your roof or make, do chalk painting, you know, order some, order some chalk, pick it up at, at your local store and, you know, create artwork on your sidewalk or on your patio would be kind of just some inexpensive kid-like things that you can do. 
I think it's all really also about doing things that are different. Have you ever tried acro yoga? Uh, goat yoga, I know I already mentioned, you can do a mixology class. And there's a lot of, a lot of people are super curious these days. So you can even find mixology classes that are non-alcoholic. Uh, a cooking class, I know you talked about dinner and not being a date, but a cooking class is something completely different because you're interactive and you're creating something together in a class environment. And then you're sitting down to eat it. You could do axe throwing if, if you're not sure what to do, Airbnb experiences, they're all over the country. We do that when we travel, but we also do that um, here, here at home. There is um, blacksmithing. I mean, you can always, you could do beekeeping, blacksmithing, um, indoor skydiving or outdoor skydiving. Now, outdoor skydiving, I would really make sure that you know your partner is, is comfortable with that. One of our date ideas I planned um, for Marty, I asked him, I, I told him to pick. I said, pick uh, water, I'm sorry, pick metal or air. And he chose air. And then the day before, the day of at noon, I told him, he knew what time to be ready at four o'clock. We were leaving the house, but I told him what to wear. And he actually thought then we were going outdoor skydiving. So he started to guess. So that's why you want to keep it a mystery. But we did do indoor skydiving. And had he picked metal, we would have went to an indoor shooting range. And so making it just more creative and fun. When we were in Barcelona, we did an Airbnb experience where we went shopping in a market to pick out things. And we did a cooking class in Christopher Columbus's childhood home and made paella. We've done bike rides in, in Paris that were an Airbnb experience. And again, it was something where one of us surprised the other and we didn't know what we were doing. And that's another key element adding that element of surprise adds a little bit of risk. So it can make something simple and ordinary a little bit more exciting by adding the element of surprise of not knowing what you're doing. It gets your heart racing. Think about in the beginning of your relationship, you know, you don't, a lot of times one person does surprise the other person. They're picking you up for a date and you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. You do they like me as much as I like them? Are they having fun? You have all of these, this anticipation going on. And we lose that over time when you're in a long-term relationship. You get the you get the stability, but you exchange the stability for the desire and the anticipation and the excitement. So you want to keep both of those in your relationship to make it successful. Absolutely. And and I can't help but think it also develops a lot of trust between the two. Because if you're constantly surprising each other, you have to have trust for the person who's creating that date. Yes, you do. We want to trust your partner that, you know, that they know it. Let's say you are afraid of heights that they aren't going to take you skydiving, right? That they're going to right. try to do something that they know you will both enjoy, but maybe it will take you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I do want to tell you about one other date. That's awesome. It's in our new book, sure. Surprise Date Challenge Bedroom Edition. And one of the dates in there is called Strangers in the Night. And I don't know, Fozzie, have you ever seen the movie Four Christmases? No, I have not. It's very good. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn are in it. And the, the whole beginning of the movie starts out where they're meeting up at a bar and 
it, it's just, it's really cute. And when you, when you get our book, we have a secret web page and it has that video clip on there, but we did our version of it. And I surprised Marty and I told him, I actually texted him and said, this is Roxy. Hi, Nick. So I gave us pseudo names and I had a Uber pick him up and bring him to a hotel downtown. And he had to find me at the hotel. And so it was sitting at the bar waiting for him. And he came up and ordered a drink. And I said, oh, hello, are you Nick? And we shook hands. And there was a couple to the left of us, a couple to the right of us. We sit down, we're having small talk, we have our drink. And I slipped him my room key and said, give me five minutes. And the lady to the left of us started elbowing her husband. She had no idea what was going on or that she thought we had just... She may have thought that I was a lady of the night. I'm not sure. But that actually made me chuckle a little bit, too. And we did this on a Sunday night, a plain old Sunday night, stayed overnight at a hotel. Marty had no idea what we were doing. And I have to tell you that he said that was that has been one of his favorite dates. Wow. No, I I really like the idea of... um, you know, doing something to surprise each other. And, and I, and I think it's wonderful um, because you develop so much um, you develop so much trust for the other person. And that's really, uh, really important. I think in life, trust is very important. How, how have you been dealing with these dates during COVID? Do, well, do people still go out on a lot of dates or is that why um, the new home edition has been more popular? Well, I, I think it really depends on the person and there some people are a little more comfortable at going out and doing things than other people are. And so it, it really gives a lot of variety. There are things that you can do at home. There are things that you can do more on a budget and other people are still traveling around the world and going out and, and doing things when we've been out in public doing dates, I mean, things are, are sold out and seem full. It really seems back to normal here in the U S at the places we've been to. And we've been to Denver lately and Nashville and everything there seems to be getting back to normal. Okay. That's good to know, actually. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your home edition book. Um, can you tell, like, we've talked about the dates going out and having really exciting, wonderful experiences. Give us a few examples of what kind of dates you could plan at home. Sure. One of them is candle making class. You can, there are Candle Chemistry, for example, which is a local company here in Scottsdale. You can you can go in and make candles, but they also have a candle making kit. So you, you can order the kit online, they ship it to you, and you can make your own candles with your own fragrance at home. And what I love about that is every time you light that candle and burn the candle, it reminds you of your experience that you had together, which is a really great book. If you don't want to go out, but you want to feel like you're traveling, you could do a wine and cheese around the world. And in our book, we have a a little passport card that you can print out and you can get wine and cheese, say from France and, and set it up in the bedroom. And then in your kitchen, maybe you have wine and cheese from Spain 
and you set up everything in those different, a different country with different wines and different cheese. And then you just move to each room and you take your little, your passport with you. So you can pretend that you're traveling around the world. Well, that's, that sounds fun. I, I love the creativity behind all your, your dates. Uh, it sounds like you could have a, a wonderful experience at home as well as a wonderful experience out and about. Um, I think I think it's really amazing that you've come up with these I- ideas in your book. So the books, tell me a little bit about the book. The book has all of these ideas, plus it has resources that people can tap into that they can utilize outside of the book, correct? Yes. The great benefit to the book is that it comes with a secret web page. So when you buy the book, you get the secret web page that will take you to all 24 dates. Each book has 24 dates in it. And the idea is that you each plan one surprise date every month. One of the resources is a sheet that you can print out that has all 24 dates on it. You cut out the little pieces of paper, put them in a jar. And then the idea is that once a month, so on October 1st, you each draw one date out. Don't tell the other person what the date is. And then you can use the book as a resource as well as the online resources. The online resources include a Spotify playlist for your date, which I think is really cool. So yes. So you have an online, um, you have a... Uh, resources of everything you need. There are downloads that you can print out. There are links to things if you need to buy something. For example, the candle chemistry, there is a link on there with a discount that you can get a discount on the um, candles from the site and have it shipped directly to you. So we make it as easy as possible for you to pull off your date. So 24 dates um, in each book, that's basically a year's worth of dates. Um, and I think after a year, you could probably find your own creativity and, and decide on on some dates that you want to do that maybe aren't in the book. So that sounds absolutely wonderful. It sounds so much fun. Um, are there also 24 dates in the bedroom edition? Yes, there are 24. Okay. In those. So you can get both the books, cut up both the pieces of paper if you wanted to do uh, for both of them. And then you would have 48 dates. So if you wanted to do, we do have some people especially people who don't have kids will ask me, well, can we do a date every week? Cause they're not as busy, I think. And sure. they may want to, or if you're in a newer relationship, you could get both of the books, mix them all up and then do uh, pull out four days every month. And once a week, sure. every other week you take turn doing dates. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think it's really important that you're going on at least one to two dates every month. We do have some client, some clients who are just so busy that they might do um, like one partner might do it one month and then the next month, the other partner will. So they even do it every other month. So you can definitely customize it to fit your life. Absolutely. It, yes, it sounds no like right really, or wrong way. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, we have a couple minutes left before we take a break. Um, would you like to give everyone the information on how to maybe get a copy of the book? And, and I think you had a special you wanted to offer as well. Yes, if you um, you can go to surprisedatechallenge.com is our website and order uh, a book 
from our website. It is available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and all major retailers. But if you order it directly from our site, the first 10 people, we will give an autographed copy. And I will also throw in uh, the September date of the month club. Our date of the month club is where we email our clients a date idea they can do at home, a date idea they can do out on the town. We give conversation starters and a cool gift idea. So they'll also get that as a bonus. Wow. We'll have to talk a little bit more about your uh, uh, date of the month uh, club when we come back from break. Uh, That sounds like a lot of fun also. So it sounds like um, it's not just 24 dates in the book. You, You have a lot more to offer than just that. Um, Thank you, uh, Dana, for um, being on the show today. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Dana Lamb, the author of Surprise Date Challenge. Um, And if you are interested in connecting with me, my website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And we'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit ExecutiveFunctionCoachAZ.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Dana Lamb. She's the author of the Surprise Date Challenge. Welcome back, Dana. Thank you, Fazia. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you on the show today. I think um, you offer a fresh approach to relationships. And I, and I think it's a really, uh, I think your book is a really awesome addition to any relationship. So um, I would love to talk a little bit about uh, monthly check-ins. You and I talked about this during break. What are monthly check-ins and why are they important? Yes, 
monthly check-ins are very important. And again, this is just a guideline, a minimum, I think couples should be doing a monthly, a monthly check-in. Think about with your job, if you've ever worked in corporate America, you probably had a, a monthly meeting or a one-on-one um, or a skip level with your boss or your boss's boss just to talk about how things are going at work. What mm-hmm. Are there any changes that need to be made? That kind of thing. But why don't we ever do things like that in our personal relationship, right? Our personal relationship, that's your most important relationship. And so many times it just gets the scraps of what's left. And after, you know, working a 40-hour week and then dealing with kids and getting them to school and getting them fed and to their activities, a lot of times we don't have a lot left and our relationship just doesn't get nurtured in the attention that it needs. So a monthly check-in is so great. What we do is every month on the first Sunday of every month, we set aside time in the morning when before things get crazy, we make a cup of coffee, we sit on the patio or in the living room and just talk about um, for 30 to 60 minutes, no phones where we are face-to-face looking each other in the eye and it's a time for anything to come up, but we do, there are certain questions that we ask. One of them is, how do you feel about us right now? How do you feel about where we are in our, our relationship? What leftover issues need discussion and clarification or resolution? Because sometimes we tend to stuff things. If it's a difficult topic, your, your partner didn't do something, whether it was they loaded the dishwasher incorrectly or they didn't show up in some way. <laughs> You you may think, well, that's not that big of a deal. I don't want to start a fight or World War III over this. I'm just going to shove it under the carpet. And um, and then what happens eventually is you you do that so many times, and then you blow up, and it's this huge fight about not unloading, not loading the dishwasher correctly. But really, it was these 20 other things that happened over the past six months that you never brought up. And then you have to throw the carpet out, the rug out, and the rug being your relationship, right? Because it, it's just a mess at that point. So really talking about what are, are there some issues that we've never resolved? The other thing is what unfinished business do we need to discuss or clarify? And my favorite question is, how can I make you feel more loved? Because we're not mind readers. And you may... Um, you may want your partner to do something and then you get disappointed or upset because they didn't show up how you wanted them to, but they didn't know. They had no idea that you wanted them to respond or act in a certain way because again, they're not a mind reader. So that's so important to let your partner know what's going really well and what they're doing. That's awesome that you would love for them to do more of. And maybe also let them know that if there's something that is that is missing. Maybe you want them to, it could be as simple as you want them to um, put the kids to bed more, or maybe you do, you're not feeling very loved or insecure and you would like them to send you a text message throughout the day or a phone call just to let, um, let you know that they're thinking about you and that you're important to them. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. Sure. You know, I I love this because um, it sounds like it could even expand into a family monthly check-in. Like you could check in with the whole family, and and I'm 
I'm not saying you shouldn't do it with your spouse or your partner, but it sounds like you could expand this very much with your family and and kind of resolve issues, especially if you have teenagers. I mean, this could be yes. a really helpful thing. Right. So and this then is, you're teaching this is awesome. them. Yes. And then you're teaching your kids. I mean, it's probably better if you start it when they're younger than they're in the practice of it, of doing it. So it's not so foreign, but it's getting them to learn how to communicate better. And it's setting them up for better communication and better relationships as they go out in the world. You know what? I love that because modeling behavior is is something that I talk about all the time with my clients. And in fact, uh, next month, we're going to be talking about modeling behavior for your kids um, on the Parenting Pulse, which is the first uh, Wednesday of every month. So that's that's actually a really important topic. So I'm really glad you brought that up right. because it is important to model that behavior. Um, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, let's talk a little bit about why it's important to share positive language. Right. Well, it's really important. A lot of times think about it. We're just as humans, it's easy for us to complain versus compliment. Correct. When you're when you're upset about something and your buttons are pushed, uh, it's much easier for you to because you're angry or upset to take that effort. And and it doesn't matter what it is. If it was getting bad service in a restaurant, right? Well, you'll let the manager know, or you or you won't, and you'll never go back to that restaurant again because because of that. But how often do you have amazing meal and amazing service and tell the server or tell the manager about it. It doesn't happen as often. And it's the same thing with our relationships. And one of um, we have a, a couple's course, 21 days to transform your love life. And one of the, the exercises in there is to write down five things that you love about your partner and let them know, because again, they're not a mind reader. You may think they know the things you love about them, but they probably don't. And it's just a really mm-hmm. great way to edify your partner and to build them up. Yeah. So one of the things we've talked about earlier is love languages. What are love languages and and how do they come into play in your relationship? Right. Well, the um, Gary Chapman, who wrote the five love languages, if you don't know your love language, highly recommend it. You can take the test online for free. You should know what your kids love languages as well. And they're you know, there are uh, five different love languages. They are words of, let me see if I can say them off the top of my head. There are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, uh, physical touch, and I'm missing one. Quality time is the other one. And those are the five love languages. And while we all need some of them in some shape or form, there is usually one or two, like my top is words of affirmation. So when somebody writes me a handwritten note or even sending me a text that tells me you're beautiful or I love you, that kind of thing, that goes a long, a long way. Um, Marty, for example, is acts of service. And the interesting thing about that is I used to have zero acts of service, literally zero. But because he's acts of service and that's his number one, usually we give Um, You can figure out without even taking the test, probably what you are. If you give gifts to everyone, your number one love language is probably gifts because it comes easy to you because it's important to you. If your number one love language is acts of service, you're probably doing things for people. So Marty's always doing things for me. And so now when I take the test, uh, acts of service went from being last number five to three. 
it's my third most important because I really love it when he does those nice things for me. And so it's, it's moved it up on my list. So your, your love languages can change. You want to, so you might want to take the test once a year just to see if anything's, anything's changed in that. And it's so important to know what your partner is because if, um, for example, you have zero acts of service and their acts of service and you're never doing anything for them, you're going to deplete that love bank account that we talked about earlier. And, and so it's sure. really important to know what your partner is. And if you're not the same, it's going to probably take a little bit of extra effort for you to, to do that. But it's so, it's so important and it will go such a long way in your relationship. Yeah. Thank you. That That's, um, that's really important. Definitely. What are, uh, what is the wheel of life? Well, the wheel of life is really, I mean, that's a, a great tool that you can use. You can, again, Google this online. This is something that we do have in our, our couples course, but it has different, it, it's a wheel in every section you rate it one through 10. So you eat, if you and your partner each have your own wheel printed out, you circle on one, two, one through 10, like how do you rate your family and parenting? Um, your satisfaction. So 10 being you're satisfied and one meaning not satisfied. And the great thing is, is so you look at your health and aging and personal finance, your career, family, personal development, spiritual awareness, fun and enjoyment, and then your relationship, your intimate relationships and your social relationships. And the cool thing is, is if you each do this on your own, then you can come together and compare. If one of you thinks, wow, my fam- the family and parenting, um, I'm a 10, but your partner's a three, there's obviously a gap there. And what's going on? Why, why does one partner feel that it's really great in this area and not so great in another? And then for each of those, um, for example, relationship, then you can drill down to a relationship wheel. And in the relationship wheel, there is trust, boundaries, communication, mutual support, friendship, sexuality, honesty, and intimacy. You can each rate where you stand there. And obviously in a wheel, if you think about a wheel, if you're a 10 in one area and a three in another, if that wheel's actually rolling and going down the road, it's going to be a bumpy ride. The goal is to have you know, be equal in all areas and hopefully get to a 10 in all areas of your life. It's, it's just a great tool to look at and talk with your, your spouse or your partner, because maybe for your intimacy or your sexuality, your partner rates at a 10 and you think it's a three. Well, why is that? Why is there a disparity and what needs to, what needs to shift so that you can both be on the same page and both at a 10? Thank you very much. Uh, where can somebody get one of these wheels? How, how can they access this? Is this in your book? It's not in our book. It is in our, uh, we have a course and it's, uh, you can find the link on our website at Surprise State Challenge. And the course is 21 days to transform your love life. And the whole entire course, if you sit down and do it from, it's self, self-guided will take you about three to four hours, but you can you can break it down and do um, 10 minutes here, 30 minutes here, and do diff, you know different sections when time allows. You can go at your own pace, which is really great. So what what is covered in this 21 days to transform your love life? What what do you have in this course that uh, people can look forward to? 
Yeah. So there's basically three, um, three sections and one, um, there is, um, getting to know yourself is, you know, yourself and your partner. And that's so important. So that's key. So there's some really ex- exercises in there, like your love style, that type of thing, the wheel of life. Then we also have uh, conversations and communications. We love emotionally focused therapy, which is really speaking in childlike terms. So there are some exercises and examples in there. Um, it's very interactive where you're working on your communication with your partner and being able to talk about hard things and how you can say them so that you're not going to offend or push your partner's buttons. Hopefully that you can do it in a loving way where, you know, you're saying to somebody in a child, like thinking about speaking like a five-year-old, wow, when you were late the other day, you made me feel unlovable or I felt unlovable. It made me, it made me feel unlovable. And your partner, rather than going, you know, you really pissed me off because you were late the other day is completely different when you share with them, wow, you're late a lot. I feel like you're not respecting my time and it makes me feel, I feel unlovable. And then your partner will hopefully go, oh my gosh, I, didn't know it made you feel that way. I was just running late. They're just being them, right? And then you can talk about those things and then it's an awareness and hopefully your your partner will adjust their behavior based on that and you can you can move forward. So there's several exercises and we're big proponents about telling your partner what they're doing great and then as well as hey, this is where I think some improvements and then the third section is really all about having more fun in your relationship. I know we talked about that um, earlier. So we have an inspiration kit where you can get some inspiration about planning date nights and making sure that your romantic partnership is put first. Yeah, and I and we've talked about that quite a bit. So um, a lot of times, one of the myths that I hear a lot over over the years is that when I find the right partner, my partner will make me happy. Um, you know, can we talk a little bit about that? Cause one of the things that you said in your 21 days to transform your life is that you talk about the individual and then the couple. Why is that important? Well, it's super important. And that we, if you don't know yourself, um, how can your partner know you? Right. So it's really important to know, really know who you are and what's important to you. And if your partner really knows themselves, then it's going to be easier for you to be open and engaging and share that. And then because you have two individual people, but you're also a couple. And so, of course, you're you don't want to lose your individuality. Right. And so many couples. I'd like to go back to what you said, too, about. I'll find a partner and they'll make me happy. And one of the things that I see is people who are single put so much work and effort into finding the love of their life. They'll spend all kinds of money and they work really hard and then they find the person and they kind of get a little lackadaisical and their relationship, they get into this rut of the same old thing and their relationship doesn't last. And so it's so important to make sure that you're a well-rounded person and you're with a well-rounded person and you're constantly not only working on yourselves, but working on the relationship together as a whole. Yeah. So instead of looking for the right relationship or the right person, be the right person for that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll use an example too. So 
Marty and I, with everything going on in 2020, I mean, it almost ended our relationship and we're in the relationship business. How does that happen? Right. But our, both of our kids were home full time. We were all doing home and school. Both of my kids were flunking out of school. They weren't doing well with the online learning. And we really, um, and we stopped doing monthly check-ins. We weren't checking in because we kept thinking, oh, next month, things are going to be back to normal. Next month, things will be back to normal. And then all of this time. And so we both were shoving stuff under the carpet and not paying attention to each other, thinking that this would eventually pass until we just didn't like where we were in our relationship and things could have completely ended and we could have thrown in the towel and nobody would have blamed us. And we would have been the 34%, you know, that increase in breakups by 34%, we would have been a statistic. But what we really decided is we have a really great relationship and that this could make our relationship even stronger and better. And we decided to buckle down and recommit to our relationship and, you know, doing therapy and making sure I have to tell you, we will never miss a monthly check-in no matter what ever again. It was a great learning experience about how much, how important that is and not letting things pile up. I mean, it's something we did for years and then stopped because the world changed. Well, and I think that that's, that's a really important point. I think when people have a lot of uh, change in their lives, their routines tend to stop. Um, things that used to work all of a sudden get pushed aside. And so they're not really doing those things, even though they were very important. They kind of take it for granted that they're in a really good spot. And, and I think COVID really brought those things to light as it did for you as well. So it's important to have those check-ins. It's important to make sure that your relationship is always your top priority. Very important. And it was an eye, it was an eye-opener for, for us. And I'm really hoping that we can be give hope to other couples and be an example of what a great relationship would be. And it's not just you see things on social media or other people and you think you know what's going on in their world, in their life. Nobody has it easy. We all have issues that come up. Life can be messy, but it is about how you address it and how you handle it. And if you have the tools that, uh, tools available to you and you actually use it and you prioritize your relationship, that it is possible to be together for the long haul and be fulfilled and happy in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one last thing I'd like to talk about, um, five things you love. We had talked earlier about that. Um, what does that mean? Five things. Five, oh, oh, five, five things, things. The five, five things you love. And then I think we talked about don't withhold unhappiness. Let's talk about those real quick. We have about four minutes yeah. left and then, um, yeah. Well, it's really about that. Um, one of our exercises is five things you love about your partner. Because again, we get busy with life. When is the last time that you told your partner, hey, I really love it when you make coffee in the morning and bring me coffee or it makes me happy. I mean, even a little thing, it makes me happy when you make the bed in the morning or because you pick up the dry cleaning. It could be anything. What really makes you happy? Uh, What do you really love about your, your partner? Maybe it's the way they give you baby kisses on the back of your neck you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So making that, making a list, and that can even be part of your monthly check-in to write down, 
the five things you love about your partner and share it with them because it may change everything. And, and so I think that that's really important. And then what about don't withhold unhappiness? What does that mean? And how do you implement that? We have a lot of clients who will reach out to us and say, I'm really unhappy about this, or my partner's doing this. And, um, or, and it could, a lot of it is, uh, I wish my partner would plan more dates, or I wish they would plan a surprise date and they won't. And a lot of times my first question is, well, have you asked them if they would plan a surprise date for you? And usually they'll go, no, it's like they're with somebody for 10 years, but they're afraid to, they're afraid. We're afraid of rejection. They're afraid to, what if I ask them, what if I tell them that I want them or ask them to plan a surprise date and they say, no, what is that going to mean about, about me? And, and we're even in long-term relationships, people are afraid to take risks with their with their relationship and they shove stuff under the carpet. And so they live, um, they're unhappy. They go along and they're really dissatisfied in their relationship. And wouldn't you rather know, I know sometimes those conversations are hard and they're scary to have. And then we, we work ourselves up. And then once you have the conversation, you're like, I feel so much better. It's like, you've been carrying this like stone around on your head and it's so heavy. And then you have the conversation and you're so worried about the conversation that it's going to tear your relationship apart. And then you have the conversation and your relationship's better for it. And now you don't, you're not carrying around this heavy boulder anymore, but we work ourselves up. And so it's so important. And that's why having the monthly check-in conversation makes it so much easier to be able to talk about those things to say, absolutely, because your buttons are being pushed right during that time. And you can say, you know what, I really, we haven't, and it could be, we haven't been having as much sex as I would like, or you haven't planned a date for us in three months or you, and, and it really makes me sad. And, and it, I would right. really love for you to plan a date. Can we get it on the calendar and, and share? Well, we have about one minute left. Would you like to share your website again and your special? Sure. It is surprisedatechallenge.com. You can also uh, reach me by phone at 602-699-6255, or you can order our Surprise Date Challenge, any of our books, but the Surprise Date Challenge Bedroom Edition, if you order that, the first 10 people, we will go ahead and autograph a, a copy to you, and I will also be giving you the uh, a one month free of the Date of the Month Club. Well, thank you so much, um, Dana Lamb, author of the Surprise Date Challenge. And um, thank you very much for listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you are interested in reaching out to me, my um, phone number is 480-648-1122. My website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And if you'd like to register for our magazine that's going to be launching January of 2022, uh, please go to my website and register for that as well. Executive Function Magazine um, is launching January 10th. And Parenting Pulse will be the first Wednesday of each month. And this next month, we are talking about modeling behavior uh, for your kids. So have a wonderful day and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. 
Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. Thank you.